Welcome to The Power Within Her. On this podcast, we're all about seeking self-empowerment to live a life that makes us excited. My name's Megan. I'm a nerdy and super enthusiastic writer and professor with a PhD in English. Together, we'll get intentional by embracing the power of critical thinking and personal growth to achieve those dreams on our hearts. Let's break free of societal expectations, create new stories that serve us, and have some fun with the process of growing into the type of women who embrace the incredible power and potential within ourselves. Are you excited? Let's do this. Hello, my friend. Welcome to today's episode. First off, I am so sorry (laughs) that my voice sounds like this. I got sick this last week, and I am still fighting off the lingering effects of having a head cold. So I seriously apologize. But I am really, really excited about today's episode because it's going to be a little bit different. Today, we are going to dig full on, full into a poem. And you might be thinking, ugh, Megan, (laughs) poetry is my least favorite thing of all time. I didn't like those units when I was in high school, like all the things, right? Poetry is so confusing. And trust me, I get it. (laughs) Poetry hasn't always been my favorite thing either. But when you get a really fantastic poem that just pierces through all the, the fear and, you know, confusion that comes with poetry, can just be absolutely incredible. And the poem we're going to talk about today is one of those poems. It's one of those poems that everybody can relate to, that everybody can understand. So I'm just really, really excited to um, to talk about it with you. And then just a little bit more context here. So the reason I get so fired up <laughs> about poetry and literature in general is because that that's my life, right? That's my life. I am a high school English teacher um, and I have three degrees in English and I just love how powerful literature can be, whether it's poetry, whether it's a novel, whether it's someone's memoir. I just think that literature has the power to move us emotionally, to actually like move us from feeling emotions to having thoughts to get us up and off the couch and doing things in our lives, right? Um, literature can make us feel seen and heard and just, it can be life-changing, right? Um, that's why I went to go get three degrees in English, (laughs) um, because I think literature is that powerful. And so I'm really excited, like I said before, to talk to you about, um, a poem today. This is a poem that my students and I, right now in real time, um, tomorrow, um, well, okay, so I'm, I'm recording this episode on a Sunday, so tomorrow's Monday. <laughs> um, we're finishing a play by Lorraine Hansberry called A Raisin in the Sun, and um, we've been talking a lot about this poem because the poem I'm about to read to you is called Harlem by Langston Hughes. It was Lorraine Hansberry's inspiration for her whole entire play. So we've been really focusing on this poem. We used it to kind of anchor us before we started reading the play and just, you know, we've been talking a lot about it and so it's been on my mind a lot and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to bring this to the podcast because this poem is so unbelievably powerful. It can really inspire us to action when it comes to our goals and our dreams. So with all that said, (laughs) let's dig into the poem. So here we go. It's called Harlem and it's by Langston Hughes. What happens to a dream deferred? Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun? Or fester like a sore and then run? Does it stink like rotten meat or crust and sugar over like a syrupy sweet? Maybe it just sags like a heavy load or does it explode? 
Ugh, I just love this poem. Okay, so let's start to break it down. So the first line, um, what happens to a dream deferred, right? So the entire poem is about this idea of what happens to us as people if we put off our dreams, right? And, you know, the kind of dreams that he's talking about are the kind of dreams that, that light us up, the stuff that we were put on this earth to do, right? And so what happens, what's going to happen to us if we put that off, if we never chase after our dreams? So that's the question that the whole entire poem is framed by. And that's a really, really powerful question, right? So then obviously the whole entire rest of the poem, (laughs) the body of the poem then, um, goes to answer that question, right? So we're going to break it down into a couple of different things. Like he has multiple answers to that question. So first of all, he asks, does it dry up like a raisin in the sun? And um, I love that line. Like, I love this whole entire poem. I just love it so much. But does it dry up like a raisin in the sun is all about that idea of like, you know, a a raisin once was a grape, right? And I'm pretty sure (laughs) you and I both know what a grape is, right? Like it's luscious, it's juicy, it's um, it's bigger than a raisin, right? But if you put off your dream, that that grape, that luscious, um, you know, juicy grape is going to dry up like a raisin. So it completely changes form. All the juiciness. runs out of it essentially and it just like dries up and it shrinks and it looks shriveled and let's be real raisins look way sadder (laughs) than grapes right so it just completely has the life force sucked out of it so Langston Hughes is saying if you put off your dreams you know you're gonna be like a raisin in the sun you are going to be dried up and just tapped and be a empty former shell of yourself right if you put off your dreams so that's the first part of the poem The second thing that he says is, or fester like a sore and then run. And I know that that is really, really freaking gross. (laughs) That part of the poem is absolutely disgusting, but it's also really, really powerful, right? He uses that idea of a sore to say that this is what could happen if you don't chase after your dreams. It's going to fester inside of you. It's going to not feel good. It's going to be gross. It's going to be painful. And you know, your life is going to become worse and icky (laughs) because you didn't chase after your dream. That dream is going to fester inside of you and it's going to harm you and it's going to haunt you, right? So that's what he says in the second part there of the poem that if you don't chase after your dreams, it's just going to fester and linger inside of you and it's going to haunt and it's going to hurt. And then the next part of the poem, does it stink like rotten meat? (laughs) We're continuing on with the grossness, um, the grossness-ness, I guess. Um, (laughs) Words are evading me right now. But um, a dream that you don't chase after that just kind of sits there for forever, like what's going to happen to um, a piece of meat or like any food if it just sits there for forever, right? It's going to start to rot. It's going to get, you know, mold on it, right? It's just going to sit there and it's going to start to stink, So a dream, if you don't go after it, is just going to become stale and it's just going to start to, um, you know, smell bad and just um, make you miserable, right? And then we've got the next part of the poem, or crust and sugar over like a syrupy sweet. And this is the part of the poem where, you know, I think Langston Hughes is explaining how, you know, once you had all these wonderful, beautiful dreams and they were so great and they lit you up and they were so exciting, but over time... 
it's just gotten old and bad and, you know, like how sugar, um, uh, yeah, not just sugar, but like syrup, how that crusts over and hardens, um, over time and it just becomes, um, gross. It becomes like not usable, right? Because we let it sit there for too long. And then getting to my favorite, favorite part of the poem, I think I've said that about nine times now, (laughs) um, is the part here where it says, maybe it just sags like a heavy load. And what this is saying is that if you put off a dream for too long, it's just going to hang on you. It's going to weigh on you, on your mind, your body, your soul. You're probably going to feel um, weighed down with anxiety. You're going to feel weighed down with shoulda, woulda, couldas, with, you know, what ifs. All of this stuff is just going to sag on you and you're going to be exhausted and you're not going to live a life that is exciting or fulfilling, right? And then the very last line of the poem says, or does it explode? And this part of the poem is the last final thought that Langston Hughes leaves us with, right? And it actually reminds me of Lori Harder (laughs) and how she said, if you don't chase your dreams, um, essentially, I'm completely paraphrasing right now, but like if you don't chase your dreams, you turn into this kind of psychopath, right? And that to me is what Hughes is saying here. Like if you do not chase after your dreams, if you defer them again and again and again, it's going to build inside you um, you know, just compound, right? All these unhappy feelings, all this anxiety, all of this, you know, not chasing after what lights you up like a Christmas tree from the inside out, just pushing all of that down again and again and again. It is just like compressing inside you and it's going to explode, likely <laughs> on the wrong people that don't deserve all of that um anger and all of those feelings, right? Um, but it's just going to build inside you and then it's just going to constantly like explode out, right? And that is one of the parts of the poem that um, the playwright Lorraine Hansberry really explores a lot through one of the most unlikable characters in her play, A Raisin in the Sun, the play that this poem um, uses for inspiration, and just long story short, <laughs> the the character just stomps around yelling at people all the time because he feels so unfulfilled. Um, he is absolutely exploding all over the place all the time at all the wrong people because he did not and could not pursue um, his dreams, right? And there's a whole bunch of other contextual things <laughs> that go into understanding his character, but essentially he explodes because he did not pursue his dreams. And that is the poem. That is Harlem by Langston Hughes. It is one of my top 10 favorite poems of all time. I think it's so unbelievably powerful. And right now, as you're doing laundry, you're chasing your kids around, (laughs) or you're working out, you might be thinking like, um... I don't see how that poem's empowering, right? Like it focused on all of the negative things that happen if a dream is deferred, right? And I feel you. (laughs) I get you. I totally understand how that poem could be perceived as negative, right? Or it could be perceived or interpreted as extremely empowering, right? Because that, the, the, the visuals, the imagery that, Langston Hughes uses to show us what could happen when we defer our dreams is really powerful. It really calls us to action. The The part that really, the parts, I guess, that really get me in this poem would be 
the idea of a dream drying up like a raisin in the sun. You don't want to be that raisin because it's just completely changed what it is, right? It went from a grape to a raisin. (laughs) And that to me is unbelievably powerful because if you don't pursue your dreams, that's what could happen, right? You don't want all these dreams inside you to fester um, like a sore. You don't want them to stink like rotten meat. And yes, all of those images are kind of um, negative, but I choose to interpret them because literature is open to interpretation. I choose to interpret them as unbelievably powerful and moving to the point where I'm like, ooh, (laughs) I don't want that to be me. So I'm going to get up off my butt and off the couch and go do something, right? And honestly, I feel like I was headed toward being a raisin like three and a half years ago, right? I felt like I was headed in that direction because I felt like I was living so far below and beneath my power and potential. And so I got up off the couch. I got off my butt scared as all get out. But I started to chase goals and dreams because it just wasn't worth it to not. I didn't want to be a raisin. And I don't think you do either. So right here and now, I want you to start to think about the different dreams you have. I'm sure as I was reading parts of the poem and interpreting it with you that you're like little flickers and flashes of dreams popped into your head. Stuff that you want to do, right? And if you're able, obviously you can't if you're driving (laughs) or if your hands are full in some way. But like, just think about your dreams right now. Think about them and write them down. It doesn't matter how ginormous or crazy, quote unquote crazy they are. Think about them. Write them down and start to make a plan to just start somewhere. Start somewhere because you don't want to be a raisin. You don't want to have your dream festering inside you like a sore or stinking up your your brain in your house like rotten meat, right? Like we don't want that. <laughs> you don't listen to you don't listen to a podcast like this to live a life of stinking rotten meat and festering sores and raisinness, right? <laughs> and so think about your dreams. Then start somewhere and just Go, allow yourself to careen messily and crazily down the path of possibility because let me tell you, you are never, ever, ever going to have it perfectly figured out. You might think you have the perfect plan to chase your dream, but it's going to get interrupted and it's going to be crazy as you go. So you just have to go. You have to be like Bilbo Baggins (laughs) in The Hobbit, pack a bag and just start heading in a direction and you're going to figure it out as you go. I love you. I am so grateful for you. I'm so glad that you joined me for today's episode. I hope that you enjoyed this poem by Langston Hughes because I think it's so powerful. It's so beautiful and it has moved me to be where I am today and I hope that it can do the same for you. So that said, my friends, never ever forget that we are in this together. I love you. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day and we will chat again soon. Thank you so much for listening in. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could either share it on social media and tag me so that I can personally thank you for listening in. Or you could leave a review of the podcast to increase searchability of the power within her so that more women can listen in and grow with us. Either way, I am so grateful that you're here with me spreading the important message about critical thinking and self-empowerment.